from here in the Holy Land. Welcome to the Nourish Your Biblical Roots podcast. I'm your host, Yael Eckstein, President and CEO of the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews. Each week, we'll explore the Jewish roots of your Christian faith and nourish those roots with inspirational insights and ancient teachings that are so relevant to our lives today. Let's get started. On today's podcast, we're going to talk about the biblical holiday of Rosh Chodesh, the new moon, and what it can teach us about having faith, especially in dark times. It's a minor holiday, but an important one, and its message is something that all people of faith can benefit from. We'll begin with the verses from the book of Exodus that describe the contributions given for the building of the tabernacle by men and women. I'll share some information from the Jewish tradition that tells us why the Israelite women are the unsung heroes of faith, how they are connected to the new moon and the inspirational message that they have for all of us today. Every week, Jews around the world read and study the same Torah portion known as the Parsha. This week's Parsha is called Vayakel, which means he gathered, and it covers Exodus 35.1 through 38.20. The Parsha begins by telling us that Moses gathered the Israelites and spoke to them. The first message that he gave to the people was to observe the Sabbath, to dedicate the seventh day of the week to God. The second thing that Moses told the people was to bring contributions for the building of the tabernacle, God's temporary sanctuary, but only if their hearts inspired them to do so. The verses that I want to begin with today tell us how the Israelites responded to Moses' invitation to contribute to God's sanctuary. This is what it says in Exodus 35, verses 20 through 22. Then the whole Israelite community withdrew from Moses' presence, and everyone who was willing and whose heart moved them came and brought an offering to the Lord for the work on the tent of meetings, for all its service, and for all the sacred garments. All who were willing, men and women alike, came and brought gold jewelry of all kinds, brooches, earrings, rings, and ornaments. They all presented their gold as a wave offering to the Lord. Scripture tells us that after Moses spoke to the people, whoever felt inspired to give to God's sanctuary returned with their contributions. Then the Bible tells us the specific kind of donations that were made beginning with the donations of gold. When it comes to the donations of gold, verse 22 specifies that both men and women brought them. But when we look at the verse in the original Hebrew, the story unfolds a little bit differently. This is why I love reading the Bible in Hebrew. It's the language that God wrote the Bible in, and it's never quite the same once it's translated. It's called Lashon HaKodesh, the holy language. And I'm so grateful to be able to share these lost nuances with you because they add so much depth and meaning. The English translation of verse 22 says, All who were willing, men and women alike, came and brought gold jewelry of all kinds. But a more literal translation of the original Hebrew reads like this, The men came on the heels of the women, 
all who were willing brought jewelry of all kinds. What does this nuance tell us? It says that the men followed behind the women who were quick to be the first online to donate their gold jewelry. We probably would have expected the opposite, that the women would have been more hesitant to give away their jewelry and that they would have trailed behind the men. But this verse gives subtle praise to the women who are even more enthusiastic than the men about giving away their beautiful ornaments for God's purposes. The rabbis took this praise of the women even further. They explained that the enthusiasm that the women had for contributing to the tabernacle stood in stark contrast to their attitude when it came to donating towards the golden calf. A few weeks ago, we read about how the Israelites decided to build a golden calf. They turned to idolatry because they were afraid that Moses was never going to come back from Mount Sinai. According to Jewish tradition, the women refused to give over their gold jewelry for the sake of building the idol, and it was taken from them against their will. But their unwillingness to contribute their gold had nothing to do with their attachment to their jewelry, and the proof is that they were happy to give it away for the sake of the tabernacle. The women refused to take part in the golden calf because while the men lost all hope that Moses would return— they still had faith. They trusted that God would not abandon them and that he would either return Moses or provide another leader. When the women donated their jewelry to the tabernacle more quickly than the men, it underscored their faith in God during the construction of the golden calf. And according to Jewish tradition, the women were rewarded for their faith and obedience. They were given a special holiday every single month, the holiday of Rosh Chodesh, the celebration of the new moon. Every new moon is a sacred day for everyone, but especially for women. Since biblical times, Jewish women have had a tradition not to do housework and to enjoy a mini holiday. Now, before we go any further, I want to talk a little bit about Rosh Chodesh. Most people have heard of Rosh Hashanah, which marks the Jewish New Year, but not many people know about Rosh Chodesh, which celebrates the new month. But this holiday is also in the Bible. It was celebrated in biblical times and has been celebrated by the Jewish people for thousands of years until today. In Exodus 12:2, God instructed the Israelites to count the months according to the moon. The new moon signals the new month. And Numbers 10:10 tells us that the new moon was a festive time similar to the appointed holidays, and it was observed with specific offerings in the temple and feasts in people's homes. The beginning of the new month is a special time similar to the beginning of the new year. It's a time of hope, reflection, thanksgiving, and repentance. And it really does make sense if you think about it. Once a year is not often enough to consider new resolutions and to reflect on the blessings in our lives. But doing these things once a month is a great way to stay committed, grateful, and connected to God. In our times, we celebrate Rosh Chodesh differently than in the temple times, but the significance is still the same. We mark the day with extra prayers of thanksgiving, and we ask God to bless the month ahead. Many people cook a special meal or wear nicer clothing to honor the sacred day. 
Here in Israel, the kids go to school in white shirts on Rosh Chodesh. It symbolizes both the sanctity of the day and the idea of a fresh new beginning. In my home, we celebrate a festive atmosphere with music or a special activity for the kids. And my favorite part? My wonderful husband, Amichai, cooks dinner and cleans up afterwards, and I get the night off. Because Rosh Chodesh is a holiday especially for women. And as we just learned, it was given to the women as a reward for their faith. But the question you might be wondering is, why? Of all the ways that God could have rewarded the women for their faith, why did he choose this specific holiday? The answer is because Rosh Chodesh celebrates the moon, and the moon is a symbol of faith. Think about it. The moon is literally a light in the darkness. Could there be any better symbol for trusting God in times of uncertainty, for having hope in hard times? And what characterizes the moon more than anything is the way that it waxes and wanes, appearing larger and brighter, and then smaller and barely visible in the sky. If you ask any child, and probably any adult, to draw a moon, they will probably draw a crescent. But we all know that the moon is really a circle. It just appears at times to be the shape of a crescent and sometimes just a tiny sliver of a crescent. In the same way, faith is about knowing that what we see is only part of the whole picture. It's about believing that God is always by our side, even if we can't see him. And just like we know that a tiny crescent moon will grow to be a full and bright moon again, faith means trusting that even when things seem darkest, Better and brighter days are on the way. Rosh Chodesh celebrates the moon, a symbol of faith. There couldn't be a more fitting reward for the Israelite women who held on to their faith even when the future seemed uncertain and God's presence seemed hidden. When the men looked up at Mount Sinai, all they saw was a dark sky. But the women, they saw a sliver of light. They had faith that God had not abandoned them, that Moses would return, and that brighter times were just ahead. Now, that was then, and this is now. And whether you are a woman or a man, there is a lesson here for all of us. There are times in our lives when we face darkness, times of difficulty or uncertainty, when like a slight crescent in the dark sky, it may seem like everything is all but lost. Maybe you're even going through one of those hard times right now. During these hard times, we may be tempted to give up hope and to give in to despair. But the Bible teaches us that when the men did that, it led only to bad decisions and terrible consequences. But it doesn't have to be like that. We can choose faith like the Israelite women did. And faith always leads to a better outcome. Faith is always rewarded. In fact, from the moment we choose faith, we can already reap the many blessings that come along with it. For one thing, when we choose faith, we can stay peaceful and joyful instead of suffering from fear and despair. 
Challenges are inevitable in life, but suffering is usually optional. When we trust that God is good and that things will turn out okay, we don't have to suffer. We can wait out the hard times in peace. Since we've been talking about women's jewelry, I want to tell you about one of my own favorite pieces of jewelry. It came from a little shop in Jerusalem that's known for creating hammered silver jewelry engraved with meaningful words. Some people order pieces with their names in Hebrew and other people have their favorite biblical verses engraved. But a friend once gifted me with the store's most popular item, a silver ring with the Hebrew words, which means this too shall pass. You've probably heard this famous phrase before, but you may not know that it was born in those very same Jerusalem streets where the store is now. It was about 3,000 years ago, a man who was suffering from many difficulties traveled to Jerusalem in order to seek advice from King Solomon, the wisest person in the world. Solomon listened to all of the man's problems and then gave him a ring inscribed with the words, Gamaseya Avor, this too shall pass. This was exactly what the man needed to hear. It restored his peace, and any time he was tempted to give in to fear and worry in the future, he looked at that ring and stayed in joy. Faith does that. It gives us the certainty that things will get better even if we don't know when or how. And just knowing that the hardships are only temporary allows us to stay peaceful and joyful even while we're going through them. This is exactly what happened with the woman when Moses appeared to be late in coming down from Mount Sinai. They didn't know how or when he would return to them, but they had faith that God wouldn't leave them alone. They knew that a time of uncertainty would pass and things then would be clear and good again. The moon is constantly teaching us this message. It might be small and the sky might be dark, but it never stays that way. This too shall pass. In a few weeks, the moon becomes bright and full again. Nothing, not even a crippling pandemic, lasts forever. God is on the throne, and knowing that this too shall pass can help us stay in a state of joy. We're going to experience difficulties and uncertainty, no matter what. That's just part of life. But I'd much rather go through the difficult times with faith, with a calm mind and a cheerful heart. Peace and joy are two rewards that we receive when we choose to have faith. But another benefit of having faith is that it gives us the strength to keep going, to keep doing what we know we should be doing, even when we can't see how things will turn out well in the end. It can be hard to keep working on something when we don't know when we will see a breakthrough, when we can't see any signs of success. But the ability to keep going in those difficult times is what will often determine whether or not we ultimately succeed. This reminds me so much of my father, Rabbi Yechiel Eckstein of Blessed Memory, and what he had to go through in order to build the fellowship and make it a success. A few weeks ago, it was my father's third yard site, the third anniversary of his day of death. 
To honor his memory, I had my father's brother, my Uncle Beryl, on the podcast to talk about my father, about his life and his legacy. I'll link to that conversation in the show notes, and I'd be honored if you listened to it. During that conversation, I had a chance to hear from my uncle firsthand what it was like for my father during the years that he was forging a new path in Jewish-Christian relations. I was just a child in those early years, but my uncle was able to tell me about the difficult times that he watched my father endure. Times when he didn't know if the fellowship would ever succeed. Times when he didn't know if he would have enough money to make it through another month. Times when he was verbally attacked and embarrassed by prominent leaders who didn't approve of what he was doing, mainly because they didn't understand what he was doing. But in spite of all these challenges and uncertainty, it never even occurred to my father to give up. He had complete faith that he was doing what God called him to do. And so he stayed the course. That's just unbelievable. But that's the strength that faith gives us. When we have faith in God, it doesn't matter what any person might say to us or about us. When we trust God to take care of us, it doesn't matter how little money is in the bank or how many people say that we will fail. When we trust in God, we keep going. Faith gave my father the strength to keep going when everyone in every circumstance told him to stop. He didn't stop. And because of that, he succeeded. The fellowship succeeded, and millions of people around the world have been blessed in so many ways. My father changed history for the better, and all because he had faith. And in that faith, it gave him the strength to persevere until the most difficult times passed, and he enjoyed the better times. Faith tells us that, This too shall pass. And faith gives us strength to keep going until those tough times finally do pass. When my father passed away too young, too fast, and without any warning, people said to me, Wow, you're so strong. Your faith is unshakable even after this tragedy. But I said, No, you have it all wrong. It's the opposite. It's not my strength that gives me faith. I have faith, and that is why I'm able to be strong even in this tragedy. Faith gives us peace and strength. It helps us stay in joy and stay on course. And when we go through difficulties, we can always choose faith, just like the Israelite women did. I've said before how I always try to take time to look up at the sky during the day, to enjoy the majestic clouds or the brilliant blue landscape, and to appreciate all of the beauty that surrounds us, all of God's blessings. But I think it's equally as important to look up at the sky at night, to look at the moon, and to reinforce our faith. The moon teaches us that just because you can't see something doesn't mean it's not there. Just because we can't see God doesn't mean he isn't here. Just because we can't see how things will work out doesn't mean that they won't. And just because we can't see the end of a challenge doesn't mean that the end isn't near. Next time that you are faced with a challenge, I hope that you will look up to the moon and choose faith. 
and enjoy the many rewards that come along with it. In Jeremiah 17, 7 to 8, we read, But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when the heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. My friends, when we are planted in faith, we will always bear fruit. Faith nourishes us and keeps us happy and whole, no matter what the outside circumstances might be. This week, let's take some time to nourish our faith so that it can continue to nourish us. Try looking up at the sky at night, at the moon, and listening to what it has to tell you about faith. Then look at the moon in another week and hear its message about change and renewal. And can you think about a time of uncertainty that you went through in the past? Are there any lessons about faith that you can apply to challenges you might face in the future? When we nourish our faith and cultivate our trust in God, we will be like the tree described in Jeremiah. We will never be depleted. We will always bear fruit and we will continue to receive God's blessings. May it be so. Amen. Shavua Tov, my friends. Have a wonderful week from here in the Holy Land. Thank you for listening to the Nourish Your Biblical Roots podcast. If you like what you have heard, visit me at mybiblicalroots.org for more of my teachings, videos, blogs, and books. You can also follow me on Instagram at Yael underscore Eckstein or on Facebook at Yael Eckstein. Shalom and see you next week.